So I want to say thank you all for joining me again. Um, on my panel for today, I have um, a few guests with me. So I've got Darren, Felicia and Marcia. Um, none of them are experts. They are just ordinary citizens like you and me that have joined me today to share their experience of COVID-19 and um, the current lockdown that we are in. So I just want to say good morning to you all. Good morning. Ah, fantastic. Good. <laughs> good morning. Um, so we want to we want to um, talk about how COVID um, nineteen has affected you. Um, we know that some people have been put on furlough. Some people have totally lost their jobs. Um, some people are struggling financially. So what's been the impact of um, COVID nineteen on you? Anybody want to start with that? Um, I, I think for me, it's, uh, I mean, I, I'm the sort of person that I like being at home anyway. I'm, I'm one of those homely individuals. So from that point of view, I'm quite happy. Um, but I think what has uh, affected me over a period of time is the, the lack of the ability to uh, have that freedom to, to mix with other people, I guess. So uh, my usual social groups, um, I've had to detach myself and just um, stick with um, being on, on, on Zoom or, or um, Skype or, you know, basically speak through a computer. And after, I mean, that's, that's all well and good when, it's, when you first start doing that. But then after a while you think, wow, you know, hasn't the world changed? And is this going to be the future? Is this how most of our communication is going to become? You know, you, you start to wonder how things are going to move forward from here on. Um, so it's just that missing that sort of real life interaction, I would, I, I, for me personally. How's COVID-19 been treating you, Marcia? Has life changed anything different? Um, I'm not working. Um, so I'm at home all the time with the children and because I'm shielding as well it's just been a bit um, I don't know it's been really difficult um, having to stay in all the time sometimes I go for walks in the morning like really early yeah so that I don't meet other people on the streets so to speak but I think um, the dynamics within our household has kind of changed a lot because we're not used to all being in the house at the same time all the time and um i think what's worse is that i've got a daughter that's 22 and she can't really go out neither because if she goes out then she's putting me at risk so um yeah it's been a bit difficult but um i've started to go back out there now and not go back out but just try to go maybe in the shops with the mask on and stuff for maybe about 20 minutes or something trying to wean myself back out because it's not good for you mentally yeah. being in the house not going out not interacting just like is it Darren Darren said you know interacting with other people and it's I think that's what's been the worst for me not being able to socialize not being able to see my family my mum in Bristol and everything you know just having to stay and I think that was one of the, the things with the government, although they suggested the 13, I think 13 weeks for shielding. Um, there was, there's nothing more that's come out. They haven't said anything, you know, to say, well, okay, 
yeah, we might need to put it a little bit longer. What different things can we do? Um, I know they've talked about the bubble. Bubble, yeah. But who are you informing about who you, the people are in your bubble and what does the bubble really, really mean? You know, so for, yeah. like for you, does your bubble mean that you can go all the way to Bristol and come back? And, you know, what does it really mean for people? And, and I think um, still, I don't think our government has said enough or considered the impact of the lockdown. Yeah. yeah. They've extended yeah. the bubble. They've not the bubble. They've extended the um, the shielding time to okay. make it longer. Yeah. Whoa. So how much longer? Um, I heard it's well. They haven't made. I don't know if it's official or whatever. But they said that we can't go out at the end of June, which I was kind of looking forward to. It's now in July. Um, one of the ladies in my group, she said that. Um, They've been. She lives in Wales, and she's been told that they have to shield to the sixteenth of August. Wow. But we have, we haven't been told Whoa. anything. She's got a letter saying that. So, yeah, it's a long time. It's a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. But I suppose they they have to do something. But I think there are other things as well that they need to put in place to keep um, those that have to shield, um, just to keep their spirits up, to keep them their mental is it agility that might not really be the right word but their mental status intact you know so what are they what are they really doing sorry Darren, we interrupted you what were you going to say no i was actually just going to say that the, the whole bubble idea um can be quite confusing because i believe it was um if you're sick if you're living at home on your own you mm. can then connect with another household but it's something that can't be enforced can't be um monitored yeah. so people are just um you know making their own bubbles whether you know whether they <laughs> fit the criteria or not and just doing what they want to do so it's very sort of up in the air and uh, you know one of my concerns was I, I was watching i can't remember what program it was but there was um I, whether it was a documentary in africa oh actually no oh gosh no it wasn't a documentary it was actually um um a a, a family member on my my uh my wife's side in uh, in Nigeria, they were having a, a 50th birthday party with no regard whatsoever for any kind of social distancing. You know, they, I, I, I saw this video of the crowd of people just having, so my point is that um, while over, over here, there's this confusion with the bubble and people are doing their own thing. In some of the other countries as well, um, like some of the African countries, uh, people are not they're not even, they've got no regard for any kind of social distancing, you know. So how under heaven would we ever um, have this pandemic under control? I'll, I'll never know. It's just, the, you know, it's just one of those things that I think people are just going to, uh, or the government are just going to have to accept that, yeah, you can give these rules, but you're, people are not really, it's down to the individuals to make sure um, in their own lives that they are adhering and not everyone's adherence to it. You know? yeah. From the time that um, they talked about the lockdown in originally in March, um, and I think it was something like the 23rd or the 25th of March that it officially started. And I was like, mm, how does that work? Because there are planes going up and down over, over you know, <laughs> what is that as lockdown? And then yeah. the shops were opened, the shops that were supposed to be open, i.e. the post office, the main post office was closed, but other Post. little shops that didn't really need to be opened were opened. So I'm thinking, Post. well, there's so much ambiguity around the lockdown in the first place that yeah. nobody knows yeah. what they're doing. 
you know so it, it really didn't make any sense and so i you know i feel for you Marcia, and other people like you that have had to shield and shield for longer and then i recognize that there are people that have just disregarded the social distancing I think earlier on in March when the sun started to shine. So around March, April, um, in Lewisham Borough, I read that um, people had decided to all go to the park and have a nice little party. (laughs) And they had to break that up. And so, like you said, there there are just so much disregard. And then, I mean, I'm trying to be nice, but some of the measures that they've put in place in some of the supermarkets and shops, I'm like, well, it's not really serving any purpose. Yes, the two-meter rule is, but normally if I went in the shop, I wasn't with people that close anyway because I don't know them. So some of that was a bit silly. And then they've put up these sort of like barriers that um, I don't know if I can say the name of the shop, but the shop that begins with A, just to keep myself on the safe side. Um, I think they've got screens that come from the roof or the ceiling down to about maybe waist height but nothing from the bottom up and then you've got other shops that have got it from the bottom to maybe about head height and I'm thinking well if it doesn't go all the way up to the ceiling what is it doing it's not really protecting it's not stopping anything Um, you know a lot of shops have tried to do the contactless payment but that's not even working there's still a lot of interaction exchange that's going on so I'm not too sure that that has really had an, an an impact on anything really that's that's just my my opinion felicia has covid19 been treating you well um for me i was just trying to think how to start that it hasn't been treating me in any way me and covid19 are not friends <laughs> we are enemies so for me um my daily routine has been i'm a homeschooler I homeschool my children, so for me it hasn't changed too much because we go through the morning and do our homeschooling. So my day has looked similar to how it looked before the lockdown. Um, I don't think we've got any um, authorities on this Zoom call, have we? Um, authorities in, in what? <laughs> okay, so for me, um, during the, you know, actually since it started in March, for me, I have a grown-up daughter who has her own family. So during the lockdown, we did see each other. She would sometimes be with us for a Sunday dinner. Mm. And being a young mum, it can be really tiring. So she wasn't getting much sleep. Sometimes I would take the little ones so she could get some rest. And um, because I wasn't going to leave her to fall apart because the government said we can't. So that's what we did. And we've all come out okay. She's managed to get some rest. The kids have seen the other side of the family. And we are all still healthy as well. So um, that's how it's it's been for me. Mm-hmm. Listening to the conversation and the different things that have been put in place, like, you know, Darren was saying, and, and Master as well, and yourself, that social um, distancing. So in some countries, like you say, they're just getting on with life as normal. I don't know if their rates have spiked, but they're not going to allow it to... Um, totally take over their whole lives so when they've needed to they have met together and they've done things and like you were saying a little while ago some people did go to the park and the sun came out and my take on that is that um vitamin d is something that's essential for you and in this country we don't get a lot of sunshine so if you're going to be locking somebody up when the sun's coming out saying you've got to stay in your home i totally disagree with that i didn't see what the problem would be in somebody going outside, sitting in the sun, 
even if you have to distance yourself and getting some vitamin D in your body, which is going to help you to fight off the disease. So to me, I couldn't understand how the government could be advised by so-called doctors to stay out of the sun when they know that it's such a good thing for you. So lots of conflicting views and as with anything, it's, as you've seen over the years, one minute they'll say, if you've been on a diet, this diet is good for you. And a few years down the road, no, this diet is good for you. Then a few days down the road, this diet is good for you. And all of them are conflicting, you know? So at times you have to just weigh things up with a bit of common sense and don't just do everything that you're being spoon fed as being the right thing for you. Yeah, we are all individuals, so what might be right for you might not be right for me. And to weigh it up with a bit of common sense, because at the end of the day, as you know, a lot of people have been hurt badly by what the decisions that have been made, whether rightly or wrongly. Um, especially when you had to lock yourself away, you couldn't communicate with anybody. Um, we're going to have a lot of people now, maybe even more people now that are going to need help if we come out of this than that needed help when we were in it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there are some points that Phil's raised in terms of um, the need for maybe counselling and um, can you counsel somebody sort of like now through it or you know do we have to wait till it's all over before we can um, you know help people you know just to not necessarily understand because people understand the situation but to look at strategies that they can use to keep themselves sane what do you think? Okay, nobody, nobody wants to come in on that. No, no, I, I, I was actually just, just um, checking my microphone there. Uh, um, I, I think it, it is so hard to, to determine who's going to need um, sort of counselling before, during or after because everyone is so different and, yeah. and their, their mental um, state of mind is different and everyone, you know, people are just at different stages. And, and whereas... The, the, this whole sort of lockdown might not affect an individual until maybe it's, it's over. And because when it's over, then people have to start looking at how their finances have been affected. Some have lost their jobs and now suddenly it's, oh, I've got to now be out there looking for work. And there's just different circumstances for everyone and people, I guess, will just have different needs. Um, but um, like Fell said, I, I think um, there's a lot of people that's going to need a lot of assistance after this is over. Um, and then, you know, it begs the question, will this, this whole scenario of COVID-19, will it ever be fully over? Um, it's still up in the air as to whether, um, if, you, if you've had it once, whether you can get it again. Mm. Um, there has been talk of, a, of, a, of a, uh, a recent cure, or they're working on it, I believe. Um, and, and so, you know, how, how soon is that going to be rolled in? And, and what's the availability of that? Is that next year, year after? Etc. Etc. So yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to sort of there's a lot that we don't know, I guess, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And I think that is what it is. There is too much that we don't know. Marcy, yeah. let me ask you, um, as somebody oh. who has been forced to shield, and now the shield is looking like it's going to be extended. Would um, would some form of counselling now help you? You see, I'm 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 just one case. So for me, I've got my family around me, so I'm able to offload daily and take my mind off of what's happening. I've had to change my lifestyle. 
yes and maybe make use more use of my back garden and the things that I took for granted use them more but for those that's living on their own and maybe living in a flat and you know can't haven't got access to a back garden just like um, Felicia said that you know to be able to go out and get some sunshine and vitamin D in your um, you know in your body then it, it's going to have more of an impact on them especially if they don't have people around them to you know liaise with or they're not up on the on technology where they can use zoom or all the different um um social media websites as well that's out there so it's slightly different for me so i don't think i'm going to need counseling but i think it's not that people's going to need counseling just because they've been locked in the house there's many whose families whole families have been wiped out by the by the disease you know they're they're going to need um, um, counselling. There's nothing actually available at the moment unless you're having it via the phone. So people can't, you, even if you wanted it now, you can't um, actually visit anywhere where someone could give you counselling to the full full capacity. And like you said, people's lost their jobs. There's people, people are going to need counselling for a number of different things. But um, I also wanted to go back to the point where the government, the kind of things that they've put in place to say, Oh, for example, you can't go out, you can't do this. I think they just went to the extreme hoping that the ma the majority would follow, but the majority didn't follow. And if they had left it and said, for example, where um, you can go out, because they did say you can go out for an hour, people weren't, weren't listening. No one was listening. When they said you can go out for an hour, you could do this. People were still meeting in the parks, they're still doing their thing. So they had to clamp down and put it down the same. People's going to get fined. But it's about you using it to your own, using your own initiative to use it. Yeah, you can go out if you feel that you're good. Like me, I go out sometimes early in the morning when no one's out there. And I'm proper, I'm not joking, I'm really like, when I see people, I cross the road and it's, it's put something in me, which I don't even know if I'm going to come back from. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't want anyone near me. You know, if they come too close, I'm moving away. And it's like, it's making me a bit sceptical of people when I shouldn't be do you know what I mean because it's like we're tre treating everybody like they've got some illness that's going to kill us but um, you know I just think the government came down and stamped down they probably stamped down too late that's why so many lives have lo been lost because I can remember when they said oh 10 people have died but they're hoping that it won't get to 20,000 20, in the future and I say 20,000 people now we're at 42,000 you know, so it's a lot. It's like they're just numbers now and figures and people kind of forgetting what this virus is about as well because it hasn't gone. It's still here, do you know what I mean? And, you know, it, it, it's, people, families have to make their own decisions and be careful, you know, to their, you know, but there's other people that are out there and they just don't care and they just go out, they do it. They know they've got the virus, they're still mixing with people. So, you know, it, 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 we're careful and there's others that's careful, but there's others that just don't care. Yeah. No, so... And, and that, that is an important thing that you raised there. And I remember I was out shopping um, one of the days and because um, of course they said that you could go out to shop you could do the hour exercise you could do certain things which again was a little bit too ambiguous and a little bit too wide so then you know it's like that thing people are like I'm out so I'm going to make the most of white while I'm out um, you know and there was this guy and he was with his woman basically whether she whoever she was and um, she um, 
she they were talking and then he decided to do you know those fake coughs so he did something like <coughs> covid or something stupid like that and i looked and i thought are you serious you know why would you do such a thing like that and this was like right at the start you know of the lockdown i'm like ah! you know and he's a big grown man that was the worst thing it wasn't even like it was a child it was a big grown man i'm like well that's just stupid um you know and i thought pity the police aren't around to just cut you off mate you know um but you when you look at that you can then see that like said some people just simply whether it was like well i know i haven't got it so I'm all right to go out and not necessarily considering other people that might um, be vulnerable, you know, and, and so I think think that there is that or whether it's a lack of ignorance or, um, you know, we, we have got the conspiracy theory um, that's in play that um, a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, it's not really this, this it can't be true you know that type of thing and and you know that they're doctoring the figures and all the rest of it so there's there's a lot of a lot of things that are coming from it now i'm going to ask you something because i've got a nice little thing phil you got you okay Thank you. Yeah, can i just come in on something that marcia said please yeah before you move on to the next topic um i wanted to come in on something that marcia just said yeah and she mentioned about um, the new mindset we've all got. And if you can just think, just think back to last year, think to this year, how our mindset has changed. So last year we were carefree, we would go out, we wouldn't care who brushed past us, we were fine. Now within a few months, the government have totally changed our mindset. Like Marcy says, people seem to be so scared to get next to other people. And we wouldn't cross our mind before that. And now, coming out is you're going to have to totally re-change our mind again so we know you're okay i'm okay i can get close to you and i'll be fine you can get close to me and you'll be fine and i mean the bible has a lot to say about renewing your mind romans 12 verse 1 talks about be not conformed to the world but transformed by the renewing of your mind and our mind is so important because if you think wrong your actions will be wrong. You'll receive wrong all the time. But if you think right, you'll always be on the right track where God is concerned. So we have to be so careful about our minds and them controlling our minds that we're starting to think wrong. And so one of the things that I had noticed during all of this pandemic was the fear aspect that was so high. People were so afraid of everything, you know, so afraid of things that they wouldn't normally have been afraid of. And we know that fear is not a healthy thing. Doctors will tell you fear isn't healthy. Fear can cripple you, kill you. And the Bible tells you that when you're in fear, your faith can't work. And without faith, you can't please God. So we're going to have to make a choice. Am I going to be in faith? Or am I going to let this fear cripple me? So I've had to stand against the fear in my life as you watch the news, and if you watch the news 24 hours a day, you will always be in fear because they've got no faith in it. And if you constantly watch what they're feeding you, you're just scared. You're, you're, scared, of, you're scared of your own shadow. So I have limited the amount of time I spend listening to the news, and I've spent more time in the Word of God to counteract the bad news that I'm hearing so I can think like God and keep myself in faith. So fear is going to be a thing we're going to have to be counteracting as we come out of it, both in the church and in the world that we can get back on track with the plans that God has for us 
and they will be completed before the end of this year, despite what the devil has tried to do to throw us off track. We must fulfill the plans that God has for us for this year. That was one thing you'd noted, um, you'd said. Another thing that I'd noted was, and I wish I'd got some figures here with me, but I haven't, but as I was doing some research earlier on, if you look at the the amount of people that have died, yeah. Oh, I can give you that the, figure. Hold on, hold on. I can give you that figure. I, I checked it. I checked lovely. it out. I, I wonder if. Okay, let me tell you what part of that figure I want once you've given me that figure. Okay, I the figure as far as I am aware from this morning is forty-two thousand four hundred and sixty-one deaths in the UK. Okay. Okay, what I wanted to do was, you know, you can use figures to say whatever you want to say, yeah? Like you can say the glass is half full or the glass is half empty, depending on how you're going to look at it. So when you see the figures, you've got to break down what does these figures really mean? So part of what I had found out in my research in the figures is that if you look at the age range of the most people that had died, they were all possibly over 70 or 80. 60 might have been those, but 70 upwards was the biggest group of people that had died and most of them were elderly people with some underlying conditions and of course their body is so weak now because of whatever they're going to do they're going to be more vulnerable so when we heard these figures we were so scared um and not meaning to sound cruel or uncaring but for these elderly people if this didn't take them out something possibly, their sickness, whatever, was going to take them out in the next few weeks, months or whatever. But it just so happened that this was quite a, it was just devastating to them. And they, their body just wasn't strong enough to overcome it. Most of us, as we've known, and I don't think that fact has changed. If you're healthy, you haven't got any underlying conditions, you may get it, but you can fight it off. You're usually strong enough to fight it off. But when you're elderly, we know your immune system is so compromised you find it a lot harder to fight things off. So that was one of the things the figures weren't telling us. They were telling us all of these figures, 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 but they weren't breaking it down as to these people had underlying conditions and they were elderly. And these were the main ones that just could not withstand the disease. So I think we have to take everything into context as well when we hear it. We were talking about the statistical data that's been coming through and... Um... And this, this, the data that was coming through um, to say that um, there had been a lot of deaths within the UK for people that were of black and minority ethnic. And for the life of me, it's just too much to say. So forgive me when I just simply say black. It incorporates anybody that fits into that little box that they've put it as. So there was a lot of... Um, discrepancy or disproportionate stuff around the amount of black people that have died from COVID-19 um, extremely high and I noted that um, it took a long time for that information to be circulated and to get out there and what I've also noticed is even with all that information I haven't seen anything that has changed in terms of identifying the different symptoms that black people go through and so I was just wondering, what's your thought on that? Anybody want to weigh in on that? Is it all right? Should there be an update that comes out now? What do you think? Well, I think there probably should be, but I've been watching quite a few. I don't watch a lot of these videos because people have been bombarded with it all, and I don't, I just ain't got time for it. Just like 
um, Felicia was talking about the news. I don't even watch news. So it's my mum that comes to me and say, oh, Marcia, you must watch the news. I'm not really interested in the bad. There's nothing good, positive in there. But um, I think certain elements need to be taken into consideration where they said that um, black people are more prone to have the disease and dying from it. And I've seen something, oh gosh, I can't remember the man's name. Oh, he's a comedian, but he's an American, he's Mac, I can't remember his name anyway, but he's a Christian. Okay. And he was, um, he was talking about, um, that about, about the vitamin D in our, in black, that black people tend to have a high level of vitamin D deficiency. Yeah. I know I am, I have, because I had to be on a large amount sometime last year to bring me back up to it. And now I take it religiously each day, but people don't tend to know that they've actually got the deficiency. And I think they, that what he was saying is that um, a doctor was saying that that is kind of linked to their body being able to fight off the virus when they do have when they do get it i don't know what the reasons are behind it but i i think a lot of people have been saying if your body's up on vitamin all your vitamins and all your what do they call them not vitamins all the bits mm -hmm. that you need for your body huh? yeah your the minerals and everything yeah. you should be able to fight off the illness more but i don't think they're going to really I don't think they know enough to say it's this, that, or to, to be able to give us a complete update. Do you know what I mean? No. And I don't even know if they'll bother to look into it once it's all died down either. Do you know what I mean? Well, I so, heard they had got, um, isn't it Dr. Robert Beckford? Wasn't he supposed to be doing an investigation as to the disproportionate deaths? But then, in one sense, you can do the research, but if you're not doing anything about the current information that you actually have, what's the point? Exactly. Darren, yeah. Also, I don't know how true it is, because um, you know there's a lot of information that gets flown around. You, you can't just take it as gospel. Yeah. But um, I, I did hear, and I can't remember what the source was, that that BMA or B B A M B um, people tend to not absorb vitamin D very well. I don't know how correct that is. That um, is true. It's, right. Sorry okay. to cut you, because That's what fine. it is. We've, because we've got the melanin in our skin, it protects us from the sun. So that's why white people are more likely to get skin cancer. Not saying black people can't, because the, the, the rays go into their skin easier. And because we've got the melanin, the melanin stops the rays from you know penetrating it. So it, it's good in one way, but it's bad in the other way. So we have to sit in the sun, for example, for about an hour and a half to get the same vitamin D that they get in about 20 minutes because right. we've got that protection with from the melanin on in our skin it protects because you know it's all to do with that we you know we're in hot black people probably you know we originate from hot countries and stuff and it's all to go with that but yeah it can't absorb as easy it can't penetrate our skin compared to the white people it penetrates them in no time right yeah yeah, that, 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 I'm glad you clarified that um, because that's something that I've heard 
Um, and and when, I, when I heard that, I must admit that I, I went out and got some multivitamins that, that, that had vitamin D in it. So at least I'm taking something on a daily basis, just in case it's all true. You know, <laughs> well, I take a liberal tablets, um, one a day. Um, and um, that's me. That's the only medication I'm taking at the moment. And, yeah, you know, sometimes we've just got to, you, you know, we've just got to be wise and, and just make sure we're looking after ourselves as well. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing, Phil. I know you talked about um, fear earlier on, and I believe that fear is our enemy. And I believe because we are all Christians um, that are on this panel for today, um, that we have to take the word of God as our base yeah that's our baseline and we use the word of god with wisdom to um look at what's going on in our circumstances in our life and we weigh it up before we move and and i think it's it's a it's a it's a pity that we've lost so much of that um as a nation and we don't really um trust god as a nation as much as we really really should yeah so um there's another thing that i wanted to talk about was somebody coming in there um that i, I received an email from um, a, a contact in hong kong here's me saying a contact like i'm some special person but i'm not it's just um something and within their period um because you know they they're close to like mainland china they had a thousand infections but only four deaths compared to what we've got in the UK. But a lot of people might not remember, but you know when they had the SARS outbreak, Hong Kong was slaughtered in one sense. They had so much, because again, it was the, the high concentration. So they've learned a lot of lessons from that outbreak then. So even now and before, they had automatic temperature testing at the airport. So if you go there, before they'll let you in, they'll check your temperature. If your temperature's high, they might ship you back. It's like, no, go. Or they might put you in quarantine straight away. Yeah, because they've had that experience. And um, I was told that what they also did, automatic testing. No matter where you were, who you were, automatic testing. And they imposed a quarantine if you tested. So it was automatic and if you everybody was given a bracelet so if, if you tested positive you were given a bracelet that would track and monitor where you were so if you were caught outside when you should have been in quarantine you were sent to prison for three months so those were some some of the things maybe we might think it's a little bit extreme but that was some of the things that they had put in place once covid and of course they'd stopped all the travel back and forth to mainland china schools were closed people were encouraged to work from home now hong kong has a very very low crime rate anyway so all of, all of that's good and i think because of that they'd had the sars outbreak i think it was easier to manage i'm going to use that word the people do you think a repeat of what happened before Sorry, Marcy. Do you think also um, it might be that their immune system, because um, they said COVID is in the SARS family, it might be because so, they got it so bad 
initially their immune systems might be kind of you know what's the word you know built up from it do you know what i mean so then because this is what they were saying here if the majority of people got it then when it comes back it's not gonna affect any affect us as much do you know what i mean but because a lot of them they got blasted with it before their immune system might have um been built up do you know what i mean because not not many of them if you said to talk about the infections 1000 that's really small anyway do you know what i mean for the the um their population yeah for what we're getting like i don't even know what it is we've got i'm sure it's like 300,000 or something like that do you know what I mean I'm not quite sure yeah the infection rate was quite high I didn't I don't think uh, 302 maybe confirmed maybe something along those lines yeah not when I say 302 not 302 to you know the thousands um, what I could tell yeah so um were a couple of weeks ago our prime minister whether it was from pressure with from get my teeth round from pressure or pressure from um the businesses that of course lots of people were losing money in terms of businesses and whether it was that pressure and to keep us economically afloat why um he decided to ease us out of lockdown so we're in this sort of like early stages of us easing out of lockdown um they've had the criteria for certain businesses to be able to open and then churches are still in the lockdown so churches can't physically as far as i'm aware meet yeah i think the they they have suggested that um churches can open for individual prayer um and i know that there was some people i think i can call their names um Reverend John Francis and his wife, they were looking and saying, well, how does that really impact the black churches? Because that's not the type of thing that the black churches actually do. We don't necessarily open for prayer, we open for worship and all the rest of it, but we don't necessarily have the church open so that any anybody can pop in during the day to pray. So they were like a little bit, hey, how were the black churches um, consulted? in terms of this or not so what do you think on that anybody want to come in well yeah i'll i'll come in so i'll just pick up on what you just said um yes our churches you were saying don't really open for individual prayer Mm. yeah and you did call them black churches you know church of the living god christian churches for want of a better perhaps we should yeah (laughs) perhaps we should be opening for individual prayer just to throw that in i remember talking some years um to um the caretaker from kt church we met on the front steps of our church and he said we've got such we're in such a beautiful location the church i attend and so many people go past and he said the only time mainly that people see anything happening um, at your church when there's a funeral and we're all crowded out on the pavement. Nobody can get past. But we're not open for anything else. And I thought he was so right. And I think it would be lovely if our churches, even for an hour in the week, said, come inside for prayer. Somebody might just, and I, when I used to be the facilities management at our church, before we started service, many times somebody would come in off the street and I would talk to them. 
and they would pray. And before, the, this is a six o'clock evening service. Before the service started at six, they were at the church again. But they just wanted to come in and pray. It would be a good thing, I think, if we did even open up and reach the world that is dying and going to hell for whatever and let them come in and pray and lead them to the Lord. So that's probably not such a bad thing. But yes, the church ought to be open for worship as well. There's a verse in scripture I want to bring up. I made a note of it. Hebrews 10, verse 25, if I've got it right, says this. Have I got it right? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. What day is it talking about? The day when Jesus is coming back again because he's coming back again. And he said, as you see this day approaching, we should be more so assembling ourselves together and exhorting one another. Well, for some of us, I have said before, and I'll say it again, we need to rip this verse out of our Bible. Because as far as we're concerned, you don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, except during COVID-19. Yeah. You assemble yourselves together, except in a pandemic. I don't see how we can justify it. Let me just throw that on the, you know, throw it out there. And, and really be abiding by the word of God. Now we know that in China, they've had to go underground to mm. worship because it's against the law. Yeah, and there are times, maybe we are coming up to those times in our country we thought we'd never see, where you're gonna have to go against the law to do what God said. Because when the disciples were told, don't you teach or preach anymore in that name, mm. after they prayed about it and talked about it, they came to a decision, you know what? It's better to obey God than man. And God is going to be looking for us in these days to find somebody who's going to stand up and say, you know what? I know what your government says. I know what Boris Johnson says. Bless his heart. And whoever has to say, but you know what? You're going to have to make a choice. Are you going to obey me? Or are you going to obey man? Because one thing that's on my heart is that Jesus is coming again. Yeah. My great grandmother used to say it. She's gone on to heaven. My grandmother used to say it. She's gone on to heaven. My mother used to say it and she's gone on to heaven. I'm still saying it. And my, I may go to heaven before he comes, but he may well come in my lifetime. He's coming again. And the platforms we have at the moment, thank God for them. But I don't know how much of the world they're reaching because we are catering to our church members. When we put on our Sunday meetings, Unless the world stumbles across them, we are not reaching the world. We are not affecting them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we're really going to have to rethink how we're doing things and think, you know what? Are we going to take a stand? Mm -hmm. A few weeks ago, I'll share this. I know I've mentioned it to you before, Gigi. But um, I went to get my car cleaned at the car wash. And I was so shocked to see it open. It's one of my favorite car wash places. And I was talking to the manager. And he said, you know what? They tried to open two times and the police came and shot them down and said, if you open again, we're going to find you. But they went to the Citizens Advice Bureau, got a letter. And the third time they opened, when the police came, they showed them the letter and they were somehow allowed to open and do business. And I thought, wow, look at that. They took a stand for their rights and what they believed in. They were successful. But all I can see the church doing is bowing down and saying, okay, we'll keep our doors shut bowing down, yes, we'll do this, yes, we'll do that, yes, we'll do the other. And we have been told you are irrelevant, you are non-essential. And we've said, yes, we agree with you, we are non-essential, so let's keep our doors shut. Anyone? Elder Ock Tyson, 
was opened up. They were closed. They were told, no, you're essential. In the beginning of the virus lockdown, they were told, you're essential. You need to open. And all these other things are essential. But the church of the living God, we think we are not essential. So to me, our voice is still silent. There must be a way we can open up and minister to that world that is dying and going to hell. Yeah. Anybody want to weigh in before I weigh in on that? I think I, I do agree with what um, Felicia said to a certain degree, but I do also think that we have to be wise and use wisdom. And there's churches that are really big. You know, the church I go to, you know, congregations like four or 500 people that will come there. And, you know, even though um, if we have normal church, and even if you said to leave a space in between people or a row in between, you're still breathing in the same air. After church, people are still going to be tempted to talk to each other and mingle. I'm not saying that... Um, I don't believe church is the only way of, of um, spreading the gospel. And if we think about how many times Jesus was in church when he was on earth, he was out there actually going out and doing things. Like I looked out yesterday, because you know the Jehovah Witnesses, they're yeah. always around. I've seen them knocking at people's doors. They're still going out. Okay. And they're still, yeah, i seen them yesterday and they're chatting to people through the windows. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So they don't necessarily, the person don't, I don't open the door anyway. Sometimes I talk to them through the window. I used to, but... I just said, don't talk to someone else that's not um, safe. Don't waste your time with me. But they still think I'm unsafe anyway. But I'm just saying there's other methods that we can use in spreading the gospel. Even if we go back to like when I was young and we used to do like leafleting or, yeah. you know, putting leaflets in people's doors or stopping people. They may not want to talk, but from a distance you may be able to talk. You, It doesn't have to be in the actual building, even though I think what um, Felicia said was... Um, I think that was quite important as well that to maybe start something up where the the, the the church is open so people can come in for prayer and the, the, you know have that availability. We need to change up the way we're working as a as a church anyway and and start um, looking at the ways the methods we're using at the moment and try different ones and you know at the and where you know I know in China they had to do. Um, underground church and stuff like that and that was just a few of them but when we think of the mass the sizes of churches now even john francis they're gonna have to have some serious um things put in place because they have thousands in their congregation each day do you know what i mean and it's you know and a lot of the people not maybe not at that church but in a lot of the churches there's a lot of elderly people that come along you know and they're they're at risk you know what i mean so it's about it's about, there's a lot of things need to be done around it, you know, weighing up the pros with the cons. I'm not quite sure what they are. I don't know what the answers are, but I just think there's a lot of things that we need to take into consideration or looking at different methods of spreading the gospel and letting others hear about, you know, Jesus saves. Yeah. Darren, you wanted to That's come just in? my point. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Um... Felicia and, and also um, Marcia, totally agree with you. Um, I, I was going to say uh, that um, I believe I have that much confidence in, in my church or in the kingdom that I believe if we were pushed into a corner, you would be surprised how we would come out and speak <laughs> and make our voices heard. But I think um, during this period, I think what was or what is important is that the, the church is being seen to 
be putting their, their, their congregation's health and safety first. Mm -hmm. So before we can even say to the government, we demand this or we expect this, it's better that they have see an example from us first rather than our, our militant side say, right, well, you know, you say we can't do this, but we're going to do it. Let's, let's abide by the law to a point where if it then gets to a point where we are our hands are being tied so much um, I believe we would speak up and 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 if it means going underground we would eventually go underground but during this COVID period I think it was it is important that we we we, we show the world that we are capable of putting health and safety first. We are we, we do care about our, our elderly. We do care about what the government, we do listen and we are, you know, we, we, we're not just a black church that do our own thing, but we, we are obeying the law as well. But don't get me wrong, in obeying the law, if, if it gets to that point where we are blatantly uh, being asked to disobey God, I, I, I know that the, the spirit of God within us will tell us what to say and how to go about it and how to stand up like Peter when he received the Holy Ghost and said, look, you men, uh, you know, of, of Galilee, you know, and you're looking at us speaking in, in different languages. This is, the, this is the same Jesus who you crucified and so on. We, the Holy Ghost will give us what to say when the time is right. But until then, let's obey the law let's put health and safety first Let, you know but I, as i said I, I keep repeating myself if we're pushed in the corner the kingdom will, will speak up the king we, we you know we are a force to be reckoned with and we have god on our side and i wanted to say that to balance just to balance out what you're saying for because i do believe you know i do agree with you and i agree with marcia um but i also have confidence that if push comes to shove man one shall chase a thousand, but but two, don't get me preaching here now, <laughs> two shall put 10,000 to, to flight, you know, and, and, and you know, greater is he that is in us mm -hmm. than he. So let them, if they push us in a corner, we will come out fighting. And yes, if it means underground, then underground. But for now, I think we've shown that as we can be obedient and we can be compliant mm -hmm. and when they've seen that then they will are more willing to hear us what we have to say as well i think you know that's yeah and i think there are a couple Preach of things it, Darren. <laughs> a couple of things that i want to share with you in terms of that the bible also i'll let you come back in the bible also talks to us about um that we are we live in the same place but we don't have to do the same things as but then he also says that you know give to caesar what is due to caesar and it, the bible talks to us about um respecting those that are in authority over us but he also reminds us that our job is to pray for the leaders of our nations that they will make the right decisions concerning the laws that they're going to put in place that affect us just as much as they affect everybody else so we need to pray and i know a lot of people are saying oh this is a blessing from the lord you know it allows us to draw closer to him and da, 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 da. how many of us actually took that opportunity to draw closer to god probably not as many because it was a nice thing to say probably the right thing to say but maybe we didn't do as much as we should one thing i two things i want to say to you is one if this was under different circumstances maybe you would have noted that um the the muslims would have normally 
been the ones that would be speaking up but i haven't heard anything that says that they've been protesting and saying well come on we will we've got our right we want to stay open and we want to have a i haven't heard anything like that so it almost seems as if that they have, have accepted that from what the government has said and they've also closed the mosques I haven't seen anything and I haven't heard anything different. So I don't know if anybody's seen that the mosques are still open or not open. I really don't know. But it was just the, something that came to my mind. I've got can an I, answer. I'll yes. just say something very quickly with that. Yeah. I don't know too much about the Muslim religion, but I think um, one of the things I've noticed about them, they, they have this strict regime about how many times a day they pray and so yeah. on. Um, and so I feel like even with their, their synagogues uh, or their mosques sort of closed, um, they continue this strict regime. Anyway. It's almost as if, if you could take away the mosque, but <laughs> it's going to stop me from, from doing my usual for God. And I, I think it'd be great if, if us as Christians, we had that same discipline. Yeah, you take away my church, but I'm still going to pray five times a day. I'm still going to fast. I'm still going to, you know, seek the Lord. And um, <clears throat> I fear, I, you know, I fear that um, not all, but some, some, of some Christians tend to see it as, oh, okay, church is shut. So it's almost like, you know, you <laughs> it's a holiday, you know? Yeah. Um, and and, I'm, and, I, and I don't wanna be sort of um, disrespectful to, to, to other uh, Christians, but you know, some are disciplined, some are not. Mm. And if we were ever to unite and, and regardless of the church building, just continue with that fervency for God, well, it, you know, we could do wonders. Definitely, know? I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm going to let you talk, Phil. Give me one second. My aunt in Jamaica, she was telling um, my other aunt that I don't, I can't remember the size of her church, but I think the government have set um, regulations for how they function. So they have said that they can have a maximum of thirty people in the church service at one time. They have to have one person at one end of the row and another person at the other end of the row. They can't have a choir. And so what the churches have done is they've put a little rotor. So if you go one week, then of course you can't go the next week. So it allows somebody else to go. And then again, so depending on how many people you have, you might only get to go to church once a month, but still it gives you that opportunity. And they've been told no greeting at the end definitely on the church grounds anyway so church end you say your benediction and you're gone if you want to meet further down the road that's up to you but definitely not on the church compound um, as far as I know that seems to be working and the government have clearly said if anybody is caught breaking those rules lockdown tight lockdown no church services so in different places are putting other th things in place to allow people to still function and um, do what they need to do Phil let you're going to come in and then we will be wrapping it up I believe so what you want to say lovely a few things I've been scribbling down and one more scripture verse I want to bring before the end okay all right you know you said that some people said that this um covid um was was a blessing did you use that word blessing yeah. i'm not sure if you did when they yeah. said about they've been able to pray more whatever mm -hmm. to me it's a curse and we need to get that absolutely clear there is no way that this is a blessing i don't care how much we've been able to spend time with our family how much we've been able to read or pray it's a curse we shouldn't need this to get to spend time with our family we shouldn't need this to make us pray to god or read our bibles but it's been a curse it's from the devil because nothing 
bad comes from God and everything bad comes from the devil. So this is a curse, whichever way you want to look at it. Now, what we have to be, what I'm going to throw in for, for food for thought as well to whoever may be listening to this podcast is that um, years ago, when I was a little girl in school, we had our Christian assemblies. We had a teacher, don't know if she was a Christian, no, a headmistress. Don't know if she was a Christian or not. She would stand in front of us. She would read from the Bible. We would sing hymns. She would pray over us every day. Then as time went on, we had people coming into the country that didn't serve our God. And they said, you know what? We don't believe in your God and we don't want your Christian assemblies. So the teacher said, yeah, that's fine. We won't have them. And nowadays, children will go to school. They may not hear a Bible story. They may not get a prayer said over them. They may not sing any hymns. And some of them, their parents don't take them to church and they have no concept of who God is. But at least in my days, even, you, even if you didn't go to church, you would hear about Jesus. You had that seed sown in your heart from a child. Now, this has led to other things happening. And what I'm saying to us today is that the devil is very subtle. What he will do when he comes to human race, the human race, is he will tell you to do something little. And it won't look very big. So back then, maybe it didn't look like a big deal. Christian assembly, no Christian assembly, big deal. What does it matter? But look at society today, because from a child, children aren't getting the word of God in them. So today he's saying, right, shut your churches down. Everybody else is shutting down. The mosque shut down. The shop shut down. The this shut down. The that shut down. You shut down as well. No big deal. And before you know it, some of us ain't going to be able to open up again. It could happen. Just that there is no Christian assembly today because we allow something small to happen all them years ago. So we have to be very um, wise, and I'm talking about wise from a Christian point of view, not the wise when somebody wants you not to believe the Bible. So, oh, you need to be sensible. So they're saying, oh, you're believing God when you're not being sensible. I'm talking about being sensible where God is concerned. And watch out for the subtlety of the enemy. To Eve, it was just eat this fruit. It will make you wise. It didn't make her wise. And it looks so small and so innocent. Now, what he's doing today, setting us up for down the road, we better wake up and pray and hear from God. Because what I, I heard somebody say, and I don't know, well, see for yourself in your own life. I said, what you compromise to keep, you will eventually lose. Mm. So if we're going to keep compromising, comp we're going to lose it all in the end, yeah? So I don't know, and I suspect, let's see if I'm going to be wrong in, in, in some time to come, that some, pe some churches are going to have problems getting people back into church. Be because, okay, because we have... So many people comfortable now at home doing church. It's so easy. We ain't going to want to go back into church. But when we can go back in, watch out. Some churches, especially if you're a dead church, forget it. The crowd is going to dwindle because we're so happy being at home and having our service. My next thing is, I believe the word of God. And he said in his word, by my stripes, you are healed. Well, do we believe in healing? I, I asked, used to say to my children, when you're sick, the best place for you is in the church of God when they wanted to stay home. You ought to come to church. Let them lay hands on you and be healed. Well, do we believe in healing? If you're sick, that's where you ought to be. Why am I scared of coming to church and getting sick? No. Jesus is there. Healing is there. When you come into the church of God, you must get healed. That's my stand. That's what I believe. Second Kings 7 verse 1 says, Then said Elisha, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow about this time 
shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. That was a time during the Great Famine. And you know what? The people was on lockdown because the city was locked up. Nobody going in, nobody going out. God said, tomorrow it's all going to change. I'm saying we are going to see a change where the people of God need to be speaking out the word of God, believing the word of God and saying, no, there must be a change. This lockdown must be over. We might be in famine today. We might be locked up today. But no, God is still God. And this country, our family, this church, this world was, must come out of lockdown so the house of God can be filled with people praising him, worshiping him like he intended things to be. So I got a lot, couple of preachers on my podcast this time round. <laughs> Thank you for that word and that reminder. And I hope that even as we go through COVID, that um, this nation turns back to God. Marcia, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to say something. Um, and I think I've heard, I've heard that um, the virus is of God. I don't think people mean literally that God is a blessing from God. No, I think that a lot of, po- if you think of every situation that you've probably gone through, there's always a positive that you can take out of a negative. And that's my belief. And I think that this virus may have came come as a negative, but it's had a lot of positive impact on people's lives. And whether it is making the, fam- the family, the, where the parents have to go out to work and don't get that time, that quality time to spend with their, their kids because they're at work, the kids are at school, they come home, they're tired. I've been through all that. You come home, you're tired. You don't want to hear that much. You, I have to force myself just to give my child like that 15 minutes of special time in the evening to say, this is your time, do what you want to do. But now that pe- parents have had that quality time at home or been able to do the things they've not been able to do or to think about where they're going in their lives or the things they want to do. For me, I've done, I've done a lot of thinking. For me, I've started doing training, which I never had time to do. Do you know what I mean? So I think that it's had some positive things that actually come out of maybe a negative situation. Some people it hasn't been positive for, you know, they've lost lives. They've probably got mental health problems now and a lot of things have arised from it. But I think when people say that, they mean that it's given them that scope to have that quality time or to do whatever they couldn't do before, you know. So, you know, I, I don't know. For me, it's been a positive as well as a negative because as I said I feel like my hands are tied I can't maybe find it difficult to go back out and I if I had a choice I would have preferred not to have it do you know what I mean but it's here so yeah yeah Darren do you want to add anything there no 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 I I I think that um it's just great that we have this forum and we can you know unload and and um just say how we feel and um indeed god jesus rather is coming soon and let, let's just be ready and we'll, lots of things will be thrown at us in terms of what the world has will be thrown at us but hey let's stand strong from a christian point of view and if you're not a christian and you're listening to this podcast hey give jesus a try he, he's, he's he's great and i want to again say thank you all so much for joining me so thank you so much for your input and your time i really appreciate it yeah thank you for having us so god bless you all you. stay safe whatever you do all right you too thank you everyone thank you Bye. Bye. Bye.